0: Well, you only live once, maybe not And this life right now might be all we've got So let's contemplate
1: the hereafter While we speculate with some laughter About this grim thing that happens to us all After that final curtain call But before you take that final
0: breath Let's laugh about, let's laugh about
1: Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and today I'm going to have a little bit more of a relaxed feel, because that's what our guest is. She's a yoga instructor, and her name is Jill Hector Tarnoff. What's interesting about that is today, on my way over to the studio to record you know, some intro and outros and things of that nature... I was walking downtown Denver and I had such an odd feeling of calm. I mean, for those of you who know me, I'm a little high strung. Um, Picture like George Costanza meets, I don't know, a, a kumquat. Anyway, it's a thing that I don't get very often of just pure relaxation, especially when I'm around a lot of hectic activity. And so I'm walking downtown Denver and there's a street called 16th Street. And I'm walking, and everybody around me is hectic. Everybody around me is just, you know, they're they're getting to work, they're on their lunch, they're grabbing their hot dogs, they're shoving them down their face, they're having their lunch meetings, whatever. And I'm just kind of walking in amongst them, and I've got a big smile on my face. And I'm even seeing, I'm noticing on the faces of people that they're noticing my smile. Which normally would have made me feel odd, but it almost gave me this confidence of... Yeah, you know what? I'm owning right now. I'm owning this moment. And so I really felt alive for this, you know, half hour or so walking. And while I was down there, I started doing a lot of people watching. And I'm just noticing. Just the looks on people's faces, some of concern, some of aggravation. Uh, you know, and some people are happy. You could tell they were on tour or uh, you know, tourists rather. And um, you know, I saw some families on the little people mover bus and they were there for our vacation, and it was just interesting to take it all in. It was really a it was a tablespoon size serving of life, you know, all in a half hour. And Then I uh, got down to the Union Station and I'm sitting there and I'm observing this guy who's getting very agitated in line. He was upset that the bus was sitting outside and, and he was getting all aggravated that they wouldn't let us on or anything like that. And then when we get into the bus, finally, he's sitting in the back of the bus and he's just clearly upset. And I kept noticing him and catching him, you know, corner of my eye kind of thing. And it occurred to me that just a year ago, I may not have necessarily been that guy putting on such a scene, but I know internally I would have felt really aggravated that, why is it taking so long to get on the bus? I'm in a hurry. I need to go do my things, et cetera, et cetera. And I really, one of the things that I've noticed is that our society in general has really gotten so impatient. People are, you know, you sit in a buffet or stand in a buffet rather, and you're in line and people are all up on you trying to get to the food. It's like, why are you in such a hurry? Where our lives aren't going any faster when you're impatient like that. And, you know, people on the road, and they just drive up on you and all that kind of, you know, just impatience. It's, it's really kind of something that I've taken in the last year. Maybe it's moving to Denver. Maybe it's the fact that I've been taking, you know, heavy doses of, well, what I refer to as fuck it all, which other people have used that. Uh, but it's a case of, in the grand scheme of things, none of it really matters, you know. That's the one yin and yang of life and death is... People ask, you know, what is the meaning of life? Well, it is what you make it. And what you make of your life is make it as best you can. Make it what you want. Make it something that is truly fulfilling to you. If you are hectic and running around, at least, you know, make peace with what you have and do do what you enjoy. Even if you can't do it as your main thing, do that as your side thing. Make your side gig happiness even, you know, if you have to. If you can make your main thing happiness, well, even better. That's your goal. But if you can have a side gig of happiness, that's one step closer to having a fulfilling life. And that brings me to our guest today. Um, She, being a yoga instructor, she has that ability. She has one of those tools where she can do a meditation to just reset. Every computer needs to be rebooted our brains are a computer that a supercomputer. That's what a computer is, a supercomputer. Our brains is, a you know, they're a supercomputer and you need to reset. And I, and I've done meditation and I'll tell you what, it does wonders. So, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely something to consider. So join me in, uh, listening to Jill. She's, she's got some very insightful things. She's very in tune with her own consciousness. And, uh, yeah, here's here's Jill Hector Tarnoff. I think uh, I think he'll get some really cool stuff out of this one. That, oh, oh, you got your headphones on. Nothing. Nothing, nothing. I'm going to blow my nose? Okay. <laughs> but um.
0: <laughs> like a nine year old.
1: <laughs> what blowing my nose? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I could do like a You know football coach Let's just,
0: get the huh. big honk Do it I can't Oh.
1: <laughs> there we go <clears throat> There we go Yeah it's out of there.
0: I feel like that was really fake <laughs> It was very
1: fake I can't blow. I blow my nose like a Like a girl scout or something A girl so, scout Would you like some cookies?
0: Yes Why don't you have this I've been, I've to been trying
1: to I had them over there All through the whole other interview you Just
0: put it right there I
1: Mess this up <clears throat>
0: Stick one up your sleeve.
1: Ooh, good call. <laughs> like a like a lunch, mother. Yes. So, but uh, anyway, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, for uh, you know, I've met you a couple times, but I don't really know you that well. So, tell me a little bit true. about yourself, your background, and everything.
0: Um. Wow. I don't know. I never know how to answer these things because there's so m- I'm like an onion.
1: <laughs> oh well. Uh, <laughs> tell me your take on say the concept of. I don't know physics. Physics, yeah, you know something. I love light. physics. Okay, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I've always really actually enjoyed science, and I feel like that is the perfect thing for you to have asked because nice. Um, a lot of my existential and spiritual beliefs are based in science.
1: Excellent.
0: Which. Um, to some, might sound like they don't really go together, but no, for I, me, they... I
1: completely, 100% agree that they do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love physics.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, that being said, <clears throat> I, uh, uh, you know, wondering in terms of the physics, how does that, how do you feel that relates, you know, not to just jump right into the subject, but Maybe I did with can. my last guest. Uh, how do you feel that relates to... Existentialism and uh, just our sense of – or our, our being in this universe.
0: Um, so basically, I mean, we know from science that energy cannot be created or destroyed, right? Totally. So if you believe that you're an energetic being, mm-hmm. then your ultimate demise is impossible.
1: Okay. And so. what uh, – explain uh, – expand on that further.
0: So I feel like if you are an energetic being, I think we, if we can just go on that assumption, then, um, you know, when you die, your energy transmutes to somewhere else, something else, and it doesn't go away. Okay. So um, it's a constant. And so I think that we are spiritual beings, energetic forces mm-hmm. having a human experience.
1: Nice. So, that being said, the energy breaks down. I mean, uh, or it doesn't break down, rather. And if we are made of atoms and protons and electrons and neutrons and neurons and yada, 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 and yada. And a yada.
0: whole lot of space.
1: A whole lot of space, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, what part of our energy doesn't break down? In other words, I've got skin, I've got bones, I've got muscle, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What a part of that is energy and what part of that is not energy and what part of my meat suit... Is what continues on. What do you What do you feel about that? Well,
0: like it's not your meat suit that continues on at all. Okay, really. Um, so your spark of consciousness, however you experience that or define it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: continues. How and do you define that? I feel like it's the soul, whatever that is. It's it's some. It's. I guess I haven't really thought about exactly like where it exists or how. It's housed within us. Okay, um, Interesting. Maybe it's housed in all that space that's between all of our electrons and...
1: Interesting. You know? I like that. Yeah. No, that's, that's maybe the energy of our soul is what's keeping us together. Yeah. Without us <laughs> spreading apart, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I apologize to the listeners. Uh, I'm a little bit... Congested today, so I think
0: we both got that going on. So yeah,
1: yeah. This uh, she brought some tea. I don't necessarily want to say the brand, um, but uh, yeah, why not? It's uh, it's called Throat Coat. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. I'm not. This is not any kind of sponsorship or anything like that. I'm just.
0: That's the flavor.
1: The flavor. Okay. So if you hear us sipping in the background, that's why. We're not trying to be rude. It's just We're kind of like you hot know.
0: Tea. <laughs>
1: You know, just ignore that, so but, uh, good luck yeah, so the uh I like that concept, though the energy is what's actually holding all of our electrons and everything together, yeah, our uh, consciousness, if you will,
0: so I mean there's a lot of things I think that examples of ways we can see these sort of concepts illustrated. And if you think about just of uh, the concept of nutrition, you can take your macronutrients and separate them out. You can take a pill that is one particular vitamin, mm-hmm. but it's the interaction, I believe, nutritionally, it's the interaction of all of the components, the, the micronutrients, the phytonutrients, the macronutrients all together mm-hmm. that creates the nutrition that our body needs for Fuel and so breaking things down into categories and separating and meeting out this versus that, um, I think there's something that's lost. There's this like symbiotic symbiotic relationship between all of the components that are in our food that create the nourishment for our bodies, and I don't think you can you know take a protein molecule, take a fat molecule. Mm-hmm. Separate it out, bring them back together in your body and have complete nutrition. So that's kind of this. I think there's there's factors at work that we still don't understand. Absolutely. And so that's where I think in the nutrition world, things get challenging for people because they're like, well, I'm counting my calories. I'm counting this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And I'm still struggling with whatever. And yeah. it's like, well... There's factors at work. I think there's forces at work amongst the interaction that people are missing out on. And I think that translates to our spiritual selves and our physical being in that you can say, you know, here is a skin cell. Here is a blood cell, whatever. <laughs> and you can look at it and see the components and see the different parts and how they function. But there, there is the force Behind it all, the parts that we don't understand, the things that we can't see, that we can't quantify, that creates the ultimate masterpiece (laughs) of self.
1: So it almost sounds like you're saying like the consciousness being a sentient energy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: is almost like a conductor, Uh, like, like the whole body is an orchestra.
0: Oh, yeah, for and it's sure.
1: conducting everything, bringing it all together, so it all plays nice with each other, yeah, having this turn into you know telling these particular uh nutrients to turn into bones and these to turn into uh, uh muscles and these to turn into blood, et cetera, et cetera, where it's more than just biology doing it, oh yeah, that there's could be something else almost kind of steering the wheel,
0: oh yeah, yeah, for sure, I mean, and that's why that's why. You know, there is that last link missing in AI because...
1: Totally, yeah. That makes sense.
0: There's not that portion of the universal oneness instilled into that bot. So it'll never have that level of consciousness. I mean, you can program it all day long. Yeah. But there's going to be that last little micronutrient missing. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and everything AI, everything AI is existing with has to be taught. Mm -hmm. Whereas we're born and every, and that's one thing about life on this planet and life in general, uh, uh, at least biological life forms is you see different species that are born and automatically know to go to the mother. Oh, or yeah. automatically know to cry out if they feel scared or things of that nature. Yeah, you know? crawl to the
0: ocean. Whatever. Crawl to the ocean, yeah, yeah
1: turtles. Um, you know, and and it's it, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and I am not talking about the cowabunga type. I am talking about you know <laughs> the, the swimmers. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, but they they know that. Or, 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 or speaking of swimmers, thinking from a from a reproductive. Those, I, not, being, not being gross. I knew
0: you were going to go there. Well, hey, I, mean, I was I already swimmers, there. It's
1: fine. I think either, you know, uh, 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 surfers or, you know, the other kind. Yeah. Um, but uh, how do those instinctively know? They're not even a full person. They're no. not even a full thing, but they know to go for that thing. Right. You know, uh, to, to create more life. So it's, it's the fact that there's so much, personally, instinct isn't taught. Mm-hmm. And if there is an instinct in something in anything, whether it's instinctual to go towards, you know, to find food or to stand on its own, if it's a horse or whatever the biological right. being is, instinct has to come from somewhere.
0: Right, and that's where I think it's, you know, something outside of ourselves. Something...
1: I fully agree. Yeah, and
0: to me, it's something that is connecting everything.
1: Yes. Yeah. Totally. I mean, there, there is. I mean, it's, it's more than just a food chain. It's like a yeah. spiritual chain, if you will. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I totally agree with that. I totally agree. Um, and if there's one thing that I've learned is we don't know really what's going on. So I'm, <laughs> I'm open to all possibilities. Yeah. And, I, and I, I'm not saying I believe in everything. You know? I mean, maybe it is a giant spaghetti monster, you know? Right. Um, and I'm just a meatball. See? There we go. That's yeah. how it connects. But, um, but it's still, if there is a giant spaghetti monster, would that not be, you know, that, that created us? Would that not be some form of deity that was behind the consciousness, you know? Right. If it's a programmer, if it's a... Um, some you know, intelligence. Some intelligence. Yeah. There's, I don't think... I, I can't think that we happen by accident. Fully there's, by accident. No. You know?
0: there And there's so much in nature, in science, at observable things that are just astonishingly mathematical. Yes. Yes. I mean beyond most people's comprehension. Yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, honestly, I think I think reality is beyond true reality. Is beyond everybody's comprehension. Oh yeah. Because we like to put things in constraints. We like yeah. to put things in, you know, in a linear fashion through time, through dimension, yeah. through, you know, but that's I personally That's
0: humanity right there. That's exactly
1: it, yeah. you know. I really think that there is so much more beyond what we experience in our "quote unquote" reality—that mm-hmm. uh, we don't really know what's going on. No, you know we've scratched the surface. You know, I mean, back in the 1910s, when or whenever it was, when locomotives were starting to go, they were 100% convinced that the human body could not handle going more than 20 miles an hour. Right. You know, and that was that was science. That was fact. So <laughs> right. we don't know what's going on.
0: Fake news. <laughs>
1: yeah, really. But well, it's not even so much. It's not even so much from that standpoint. But it's like. We learn just like, just like the, you know, the, the knowledge grows, yeah. our science grows, you know, there's still going to be the core values or the core things. A tree is still a tree, you know, a, a a hummingbird is still a hummingbird. But now we've discovered that, you know, maybe a hummingbird can actually do physics, you know, whatever, right. you know, we just don't know, you know, because we, you yeah. got to know the questions to ask. Yeah. And we haven't asked the right questions.
0: Well, I think there's an infinite number of questions.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> and and you know what you're throwing you know, you're you're throwing a dart at a at a ocean sized dartboard and going, sure. that's the question to ask. Right. Well there's trillions of other possibilities.
0: Absolutely. So
1: you know, so that, that that brings me to the other side of the coin. You know, we've talked a little bit about life. What uh what does death mean to you? Jumping into that part death. of the pool.
0: What does death mean to me? It means um <clears throat> Transition. Okay. Yeah.
1: From what do you believe? Because uh, uh, the whole basic concept of of the this 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 podcast is kind of to just you know contemplate what happens when we die. Sure. What What do you feel?
0: Um. Well, I don't believe that there is a universal experience. Okay. Um. Every one of us is a part of a whole. Okay. And our part and our experience is individual.
1: I really like that. Yeah. So, that's new to me. Okay. So,
0: while we may move through the same spaces in similar fashions and experience similar experiences, you know, the the death experience and what comes after, Mm -hmm. um, the individual experience of that is going to be different for each of us based on the things that we mm, agreed to agreed to in okay. some other realm
1: okay so are you saying then that uh uh is is there a point where it is the same for everybody though like there, in other words where the light switch is turned off is that the same or does the light switch turn off for everybody differently too
0: um i'm not totally sure what i think about that okay I think there is definitely, there is a point, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you hear so many stories of people having near death experiences, um, you know, on the operating table in a coma, things like that, where they, they experience leaving their body Mm -hmm. and having some other place experience. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that that is, I think that is universal that. Okay. We, our consciousness, our soul, our part of the universal leaves the meat suit. <laughs> and we, some people transition into that and don't know what's going on.
1: I have, I've talked to people who have had that. So yeah. yeah. Continue. Yeah.
0: So some people don't know what's going on and mm-hmm. they're just like, where am I? What's happening? Yes. Um, I just had a conversation with a friend of mine two weeks ago where she said that she had an experience where someone she knew passed away and she had through a meditation or something, she felt like they came to her and they were like, what's happening? What is happening? And she's like, honey child, you, you done gone. <laughs>
1: yeah, I have actually, we'll get to it, but I had a similar experience the day that my, one of my best friends died. Mm-hmm. It was almost a, to give you a little background on this guy, he, wasn't 100% certain that anything happened after we die. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he was like, I, it's not that I don't believe. It's just I don't have proof that there is. Yeah. And the day he died, my wife and I were planned to go to a concert. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go. Let's just go. Let's have fun. Let's get our mind off of it. And I refer to this. This is one of the things that sparked this whole podcast is when I was at this concert, I got what I felt was like a cosmic text message mm-hmm. from him, almost like a, holy shit, there's something else.
0: I yeah. got that same kind of feeling, Yeah.
1: you know, and he had been gone about eight hours at that time. And I've talked to people who I've got a guest that I'm, I've got planned, uh, who was clinically dead for 22 minutes. And he said, it was dark, but I was aware. Mm-hmm. And that right there sounds like the same kind of thing. Like your friend was talking about how she got this message and it's like, what the hell's going on? It's like, well, you're gone. Yeah. But there, that kind of connection, I mean, how many times can you be standing in a, in a, In a hallway and someone walks by and you feel them before they're even, they don't touch you or anything. You feel it, you know, Um, you know, and, and, and honestly, speaking from a standpoint of, you know, ghosts, I personally believe in ghosts. I believe that some people get stuck. You know, you could oh, feel yeah. them around.
0: Oh, I've had plenty of experience with that.
1: So yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into that. You know, I mean, that that's all fascinating because it's, I think that there are, there are different levels and, you know, a ghost could be somebody who's kind of in between, you know, like you said, the transition from life to death is different for everybody. Maybe the, maybe one of the routes is getting stuck here for a little while. Yeah. And just not realizing it. And I then think getting that's used to it.
0: absolutely true. I think that, um, our human experience of ghosts mm-hmm. is ultimately <clears throat> spirits that, you know, the s- souls that have gotten lost in translation. There they're go. lost yeah. in the transition. They don't know what the truth of it is. They don't know that they're gone. They don't know if they're still here. They can't quite figure it out. Yeah. And so they linger trying to You know, recreate their life. Yes. Um, Various things like that, trying to find something that makes sense to them. And like with my friend, she basically told her friend, you're you're gone Mm -hmm. and it's okay for you to go. Mm -hmm. And she said she really had this overwhelming feeling like he got it.
1: Nice. So like he re- responded going, yeah, oh, oh <laughs> nice, nice. I okay. can go
0: into the light. Yeah. You know? Don't be afraid
1: of that. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to be judged. I'm not going to be, you know, anything. There's, I've done some research on that whole concept after talking to this guy uh, about a year ago or so because I had never heard of such a thing. Mm-hmm. And it, there's different names for this uh, uh, potential place. You know, some people die and they go right over. Yeah. You know, and other people, like you said, it's different for everybody. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. And that's that right there. Could be the root of why people go, oh, nothing happens when we die. Well, if you had a near-death experience and you saw nothing, right? It's because it was different for you. Yeah. You know? Um, I, think not saying-
0: I think it's the experience of your soul or your spirit or whatever, too, that, like, the more times you do it, the easier it is.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So, like, people who have been close or knocking on death's door multiple times kind of thing? No,
0: no. But people who have been around
1: Oh yeah, who have been in their first
0: go around? This
1: is totally. Yeah. I'm, I, that's another thing I firmly believe is a possibility. I'm open to every possibility that could be a case of you know. Uh, th- there's there's a concept of this is just a roller coaster, you right. know. This is just a ride. We are yep. you know on the other side. We're not, we're on the other side right now because it's multiple existence, multiple dimensions, etc. And we are, you know, this might as well be Disney World. So like, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna go do the the fat middle aged white guy ride, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and just go see what that's like for a while. You yeah. know, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, and 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 the more you do it, the more it's going to be relaxing. That makes sense, you know. Yeah. And so, therefore, maybe people, you know, if there is reincarnation, which I, again, I I'm I don't rule out anything because again, we don't know, right? And death is different for other people. So maybe coming back to your concept of that. Maybe when people die the first time, it's weird. Yeah. And the second time, like maybe her, for all we know, her friend that died, that was his first go around. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. First, that's cool. First time in a body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. First just time out of
0: one. <laughs> out of a body.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, like, that's a what? very cool concept. Yeah. So, um, what, uh, have you yourself ever had any close calls or anything?
0: Um, I mean, I, or, or anything. I mean, I haven't had, um. A close call in terms of being near death okay, I mean, I did get in a car totaling car crash last week, so last week, yeah,
1: oh my God, okay, <laughs> I gotta hear about this. what happened if you if you're cool talking yeah about no,
0: it. it's fine it was It was actually kind of strange, um how I felt through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was driving home from work, I was in my the neighborhood where I work, mm-hmm. and I was going about forty miles an hour down this you know regular kind of four-lane street Mm -hmm. and um i was going through an intersection and someone coming from the other direction turned left and just turned in front of me (sighs) and i had no time to react she was in the intersection before i could even realize what was happening Mm -hmm. and the only reason i know i even got my foot on the brake was because when i came to a stop and the airbags were coming down (laughs) my foot was still on the brake oh wow and i was like oh okay And so I crashed, I impacted her vehicle, crashed airbags. That's the first time I've ever had an airbag deploy. They're fun. Uh, (laughs) I mean, you know, I've had, I, I, I really, I felt like it was a similar feeling to getting hit in the face with a kickball, like the red rubber ball.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No, (laughs) you're right. That's a good analogy. It didn't have the
0: thwing noise, but (laughs) (laughs) there was a much louder crashing noise that happened. Um, so I came to a stop and immediately the airbag started to deflate and uh-huh. I saw my entire windshield was just shattered. Wow. It was in place still cause safety glass, but yeah. it was all just spider web. And I was like, oh, and my dumb ass, the first thing I was <laughs> like, oh, my car. <laughs> cause I love my car. I really, really loved my car. And I love it even more now that I had a Massive collision at forty miles an hour and had no injury.
1: Absolutely, that will give you a severe appreciation of of yeah. the vehicle you owned. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I bought another one just like it. <laughs> nice, nice, good, good.
1: No, that's very good. <laughs>
0: but anyway, I so the airbag was deflating, and then I'm starting to be more conscious of everything, and I'm I'm hearing she was in like a, a an older vehicle, mm-hmm. um, and her car was way trash. I mean mine was too. Yeah. But um I could hear her engine just at super high RPM just screaming and then the airbag deflated and I kind of looked around at myself and I was okay and so I just put the car in park, turned it off, grabbed my purse and my phone, got out of the car. <laughs> I was so zen about it. It was really strange nice. like I just got out and I and people were already running to help and they were screaming at her to turn her car off and trying to help her get out of her car. You know, I just got out. Like I was going to the grocery store. It was so weird. (laughs) And I was just like, huh, okay. That just happened. And everyone's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm kind of like looking at myself. Like, yeah, I'm okay.
1: Yeah, And
0: they're like, oh, you should come, you know, sit down, sit down. And so I walked over to, you know, the sidewalk, and there was a big, huge, like, um, landscaping rock mm-hmm. on the corner. So I just sat down on the rock, just crossed my hands <laughs> in my lap, and I just was sitting there, you know. And they're, everyone's dealing with the other lady, because so I think she broke her nose, because oh, she gotcha. was, she she was bleeding from the face.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, But the police report said she had minor injuries, so I'm assuming oh. that's what happened, because it wasn't anything worse than that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no broken bones, or anything, yeah, just mean, the nose, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah. so but obviously when someone's <clears throat> bleeding from the face it seems like a, an emergency oh, situation. yeah, yeah <laughs> so totally. Everyone was sort of focused on her and I was just sitting there like do 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 like I was waiting for a bus and just staring at my car that is completely thrashed. I mean, crunched and I'm like, "Oh, man, this sucks." But um and everyone commented, the EMT commented, the cop, um, my coworker actually happened to leave work about 20 minutes after me. Uh-huh. And she came by and saw me there and <laughs> she pulled over and she ended up giving me a ride home and everything. So that was cool. really, really That's cool. awesome. But um,
1: So at least you picked a good time to crash a car. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: So I'm sitting there, and, and the EMT like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Are you sure?" And I said, "Yeah." And I kind of held my hands up, and my hands were shaking just well, a of little. Of course, yeah. I said, "I think I got you know a little adrenaline dump, but I'm yeah. o- I'm okay." And he's looking at me, and and then the cops are like, "You're so calm." And I said, "Well, what am I am I supposed to be freaking out right now?" It,
1: like, see, and that's I don't believe in getting upset over things like that.
0: Well, I just really you just felt this. Calmness. About it's the almost whole thing. a euphoric
1: type of thing. Because I have been in a few accidents myself where it's like, I'm alive. Yeah. I survived this. I'm not hurt. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's, I look at those as like, I've heard terms, I don't remember where it came from, but I've heard these terms referred to as checkout points, mm. where you got different points in your life where it's like, no, there's your option to get out. Yeah. You know? And you don't. Yeah. that Maybe that was a checkout point. Yeah. You know? Uh, I got in an accident on a bridge one time. Ooh. And I was in a convertible. And it was this big, giant bridge that went over the river. It was called the Zilwaukee Bridge. And somebody cut me off. Mm-hmm. And I went backwards on the bridge. Somehow my car spun backwards. And I went and started riding up the, you know, I'm seeing semi-trucks pull over, all that kind of stuff. And at first I panicked. And all of a sudden I had this just euphoric feeling of like, no, you're going to be fine. Yeah. And so I hit my head. Because I hit, when the when the car hit the wall, I hit my head, and then I went ow, and I screamed out loud, and then I realized, wait, that didn't hurt, and then I started laughing
0: while I'm skidding down the side of
1: this wall, you know, at sixty Maniac. miles an hour or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, because then I just wrote it out. Yeah, it was like, no, this is fine. It's yeah. going to be fine. And then the car stopped, and then I think the guy who gave me a ride down to the police station, which they they tried to they tried to um, uh, accuse me of leaving the scene of an accident. It's like there were no cops coming. We sat there for 15 minutes, so I came down to the cops, and they right. literally wanted to charge me with that, and I'm like, geez. But um, yeah, I think that was a checkout point. I think that was a point, and this right here for you could have easily gone way worse. You hear oh, yeah. of people dying oh, in 25-mile-an-hour yeah. collisions. Oh, yeah. I you mean, know? this was...
0: This was no joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially if your car is totaled. And, yeah. you know, so they were probably freaked out that you were so calm of you oh, know, yeah. PTSD um, or just brain damage or something. Right. You know, so.
0: And I, I, I mean, I definitely have, I'm still, I'm skittish. Like.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. I've been driving
0: since, and, you know, people cut me off, and I'm like...
1: (gasps) Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're gun shy. Why
0: are you driving like an (laughs) asshole? It's so not necessary.
1: That's, yeah. We could all
0: die today.
1: (laughs) Well, but you know what? If anything, it gives you more of an appreciation of that fact.
0: Sure, sure. You could
1: wake up today, or wake up tomorrow, and someone you know could be gone.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Or it
1: could be your last day. Sure. You know? I mean, you never know. And that's why, you know, it's it's a case of enjoying life to the fullest as much as you can. And then, yes, we all get caught up in the minutia of bullshit.
0: Right? PSA, you know? road rage is a waste of your time. Yeah.
1: No, you're <laughs> totally right. You're totally right. You know, and uh uh I heard this guy from this course I was taking. He's like, "You know, the way I the way I approach people who drive like assholes, mm-hmm. is they have to really poop bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've heard that, too. And I do that, too. I'm like, wow, they must really have to pee.
1: Yeah, exactly, Gee. you know? Because most people aren't assholes intentionally. Most people are so caught up in their own head, you know? Yeah. Now, there are some. There are some where it's like, you clearly saw me coming, and you chose to be a dick, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's it's one of those things. And it's, it's a case of, uh, you know, I sit there and I try and relate on more of a... Not like I go into some kind of existential thing every time I have road rage building up.
0: Dude, I know what you're saying. Totally. But, you
1: know, you try and sometimes, justify it, you know?
0: Sometimes you're just like, wow, it must really suck to be that angry that yeah. you have to do that.
1: Yes. Yes. You know, sometimes I'll give them a thumbs up, too, where it's like, hey, good job. Oh, they job, love you know? that. Oh, yeah. It's
0: oh, like, I gave somebody a golf clap one time. I thought he was going <laughs> to shoot me. <laughs> That's awesome. Not
1: (laughs) cool. Hey, but you know what? It's like if you, and then I sit there and I, and the one thing that brings me back to at least feeling better about the situation is it's like, you know what? They don't even realize I'm even there. You know, chances are they don't. I'm just a, I'm just a figure. It's nothing personal.
0: Oh no, it's definitely not personal. It's not personal.
1: So when I can sit there and I, and, and you know, I talk myself off the ledge and go, you know what? It had nothing to do with me.
0: It totally you know, doesn't.
1: They've got either ego problems, or yeah. you know, because it's a competition of having to drive and get in front of you, or whatever. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I think the only thing I could think of is maybe it's it's a way for people to have some kind of control. Yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we are so we are so detached from what our core humanity is now.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, um, that I think that's what gives people control. Yeah.
0: You know, I agree so with you. That's. Yeah
1: but uh yeah that that whole that whole concept of or the whole fact that you were just calm yeah. you know i think when something like that happens when a when a tragedy happens your higher being your higher self cuz i've also i you know i i i've been fascinated with this topic since i've been little so i've always you know i i like to watch you know go down the youtube rabbit hole or you know mm-hmm. talk with people about the topic and there are people who theorize that there are, you have two versions of yourself. You know, there's a the one here and then there's a the one that's there. And maybe that one's the one that's playing the video game that we are living right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's possible that that person or that version of you is having you be calm because, yeah, I survived that. I didn't check out. I didn't die. Yeah. Nothing's happened and I get to get a new, get you know, get a new car. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah.
1: So, uh, Keeping on the subject of, uh, you know, at hand, what, um, have you ever had any personal, if you don't mind me, you know, mind me asking, have Big you in. had any personal, uh, uh, I guess connection with death? Not, not so much for yourself, but like anybody close to you or have you, have you seen anybody go through those, you know, the process of, of deterioration in that?
0: Um, not really. Um, you know, I, I've. I've... I've known a lot of people that have died. Okay. Um. But, I mean, starting from... I don't, I don't want to say her name, but her name just uh, popped in my head. Oh, you don't have to say any No, any names. but in grade school, mm-hmm. a girl in, you know, I think third or fourth grade died.
1: Oh, wow. She was know. in your class and everything? No. Okay.
0: Um. But... And I don't remember what happened, but I do remember her name, which is kind of funny that it's like – that was the first, like, time I'd heard of anyone, you know, my age yeah, dying. Yeah. Um, my very first experience with anything like that was my – Great, great grandmother's funeral, mm-hmm. and I—I I have very, very early memories. We talked about this. A oh yeah, bit oh Thanksgiving. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. yeah. Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, check out uh, Coffee Over Suicide Thanksgiving episode. That was uh, one of the first times I've met Jill, and uh, it was interesting. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. So anyway.
0: <laughs> Um, I do remember being small enough that I was climbing up onto a chair. So standing in front of the chairs in the mortuary or the church or wherever it was, they mm-hmm. were, the seat of the chair was chest level on me. So okay. So however old that was, one and a half, two, yeah, something like yeah. yeah. And I remember being able to just see like, you know, the profile of my great, great grandma yeah. in, in the coffin um, great,
1: great uh-huh. grandmother? Yeah. Wow.
0: My great-grandma died when I was 17. So. Holy
1: cow. My grandparents died when I was 10. My grandparents. Because they were old. My grandma
0: know? and my dad's side of the... This is my mom's side of the family I was talking about, but my grandma and my dad's side of the family just turned 100 last
1: month. Oh, wow. So you definitely got some good genes in you. Yeah. yeah. That's so, cool. Well,
0: <laughs> longevity genes Longevity anyway. genes. <laughs> 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 the rest of them, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Um, but yeah, so... I I do remember that I remember the funeral. I remember not understanding why everyone was so sad uh-huh. because everyone around was crying and everything and I I couldn't I couldn't understand what was happening, but I do remember seeing that. And then um you know, I don't I come from a place with very high train traffic. Um, uh, my hometown okay. and, um,
1: and where was that again?
0: DeKalb, Illinois.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
0: And a, a very high rate of death by train.
1: Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Intentional both. or really? Yes. Wow. Okay.
0: And there were two people I went to high school with that died from being hit by a train. Wow. Um while we were in high school, one definitely intentional, the other, um, you know, that was subject of debate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there was definitely experience with that,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, junior high, you know, somebody died at the swimming pool and various things. Um, You
1: actually had quite a bit of experience with peers yeah. Dying. Oh, See, I, yeah. I really didn't have a lot of that. I had mostly, it was older people, yeah. you know. Uh, one girl that I knew of in grade school and that, you know, and a couple in high school. But I mean, for you coming from, especially from a small town like Calb, Yeah, DeKalb, yeah, yeah. That's a lot.
0: Yeah. So, sort of, you know, strange. Yeah. But, um I can't, you know, I can't really say how that necessarily impacted me or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Who knows? It's just my experience. So it's just what it is. (laughs) I don't know what it would have been like if it would have been different, but, um, and then, um, my brother's best friend died when he was like 21, 22. Um, that's the first funeral that I remember being at where, um, it was someone kind of close to my age, mm-hmm. and I was grown. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. I think I was 14 or 15 at the time.
1: Old enough to grasp what's going on oh, and everything. Oh, f- for yeah. sure.
0: Um, that's the only um, – well, no. I did – I touched him in the he was in the coffin. I put really? My, I put my hand on his hand. What's yeah. that
1: like? I honestly have never done that. I've never um, done that. Which you would think, as morbid as I am having a podcast like this, I would –
0: I remember the feeling being, like his skin was very dry. Really? Yeah. And and almost like paper, what it felt like.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay.
0: And there was a lot of makeup.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, a I know lot that.
0: Of, yeah. So there was that feeling of the, the makeup mm-hmm. that you could sort of feel on, on his skin. And I just put my hand on his hand and kind of just held it there a minute, you know, Um but, yeah, it it was a very strange feeling to feel sure. a human body that w- was not animate.
1: Yeah, that had nothing there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it definitely feels very different. So that was interesting. Um, I think I did the same with my grandmother, my, yeah. my maternal grandmother, when she passed away. And that was just 2007 or eight. Oh, so, so pretty recent. Then. Yeah. You were definitely an adult by that point. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, so – yeah, just sort of interesting to to have that experience to be able to. I mean, you know, there's people that deal with the deceased all the time, of so course, that's yeah. nothing surprising to them. But like hitmen
1: and stuff like that,
0: <laughs> particularly yeah. if they're good at their job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know a guy. He's a hitman, but he sucks at it. Yeah, you
0: know I mean? <laughs> he's a <missed> man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but uh. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, did that, like, impact, you know, impact you at all? Like, uh, did it give you that? Because I'm sure there's got to be some kind of finale or final, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, 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 finalization maybe is the word I'm looking for, where it's like this person is gone. Yeah. This is just a husk.
0: Yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. And husk is a good word for it. Yeah. It's very, just like this dried out carapace of a being. Of a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a, Remnant, a bug shell. Yes, get told
1: that's a perfect. You yeah. know what? That is actually a perfect analogy of it. It's kind of like when you see those, yeah, like the the grasshoppers that mm-hmm. jump out of their skin. It's almost like that's what's left. Mm-hmm. They've moved on to another thing. And you know, bringing up that that concept. I mean, I have heard that people have this theory that, like you said, um, you know, the transition is different for everybody. Maybe maybe we take different paths because. This is one experience that different types of entities are experiencing. And the death yeah. is a metamorphosis into other pathways. And then that's just a second step, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Because, <laughs> yeah, we don't
1: know. That's what I love about the whole concept. And it's like, and, and it's, it's, when I was, when I was about 21 years old or so, my, bro, uh, my buddy and I went on this road trip. And one of my favorite things to do in the world is watch movies. I just love watching movies. Yeah. So we decided to go rent a movie and we were gonna leave out at like two AM so we can miss all the traffic. We were going to a comic convention. Yes, I'm one of those kind of geeks. We were going to a I've comic been convention. to to
0: Comic Con.
1: Geek. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to one of the ones in Chicago. Okay. So oh, we were nice. taking a road trip a and big'un. we were like a biggin'. Yeah. And uh, you know, so we were like, well, you know what? We'll leave around two o'clock and then that way we can miss most of the traffic. And yada sure. yada yada. So we we're like, well let's go rent a movie and I don't even remember what the movie was, but I remember Watching the movie,
0: blockbuster. Yeah,
1: really. (laughs) Watching the movie and being excited that hey, I get to do something I enjoy right before doing something I love. Yeah, you know, something I really want to do. Yeah, and I honestly wonder if sometimes maybe this life isn't that fun thing we get to do. Hello. What was that? I don't know. Huh? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we'll let it go. Um, maybe it's Tim, you're rambling. But, <laughs> no,
0: it was, it was Tim, you're right on. Ding there we, yeah, yeah. Now exactly. you're talking. That's
1: a light going off over Heck my head. Yeah. But uh I
0: saw the bulb. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh uh I learned that trick in college. Nice. Um but uh no, but so maybe life is like, you know, metaphorically speaking, like that. That movie we get to watch. Yeah. You know, not not from a standpoint of, you know, we're living out a movie or what, but like, you know, the fun thing we get to do before the party.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, maybe the maybe what comes after this is the really cool thing.
0: Yeah. Now
1: we get to go back and tell all of our friends all the stuff, you know, that, yeah, this one time this bitch cut me off in traffic, you know, whatever it happens <laughs> to be, you know, because I, 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 I uh, you know, I've heard of, there's this cool thing that I get. And I don't want to really say what it is only because I don't want to, you know I want to get permission from the person, but uh basically it's emails mm-hmm. from the other side mm-hmm. and it's this really cool thing that I get, and it's almost like they're written from a perspective of somebody from the other side going, "Hey, we're watching you, you're like a rock star to us, yeah, and if this is really a case, if this is really true, you know we get to go back and tell them our stories of the road, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what that fun part is it's like it's like you know when you go on a trip and you get to come home and tell all your friends. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I went to Venice or whatever, yeah. you know, for all we know, that's what this whole we're existence is. We're going
0: on an adventure. Yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> and we sit in the chair and we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you know what, I think I'll go and I will, what is going on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting text messages from his wife. Awesome. I'm using Chris's laptop, by the way. So, uh, Kim... Gosh. You're being in this episode without whether you know it or not.
0: It's Kim from it's the Great Kim beyond <laughs> of California. In California,
1: That's the afterlife. See, that's where we're all heading. They call it the golden state for a reason, you know, because you spend your golden years there and then you pass on.
0: Oh my. But
1: uh no, but seriously, um the uh uh I, there are parts of California that I really dig. There
0: are oh, parts yeah. of California
1: that I'm not a huge that's fan.
0: That's a big ass state. There's, it is a giant state. There's something state. for everybody there. Oh absolutely,
1: absolutely. Um you know, they got the cocaine, and they got all kinds oh, of... Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you're talking. Yeah. You know, <laughs> party time. But uh, no, I, I, I love, though, the the concept that you came up with earlier, that uh, that whole idea that death is different for everybody, because there has been such a concept of, no, it happens one way.
0: Yeah. But does everybody's
1: life happen the same? No. No. Everybody's experience is different. So why right. would the afterlife be any different? Right. I really love that concept. Yeah. You know, what made you think about that?
0: Um, just some of the stories that I've heard, like my friend talking about her friend saying, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Where, where am I, you know? Um, And then um, I read a great book about this subject. Um, it's called Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss.
1: I think I've heard of that title. At I least. think I told you, you about it You might have told me about it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably – I have the memory of a starfish, so yeah. bear with me. Okay, perfect. What's your name again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Where are we? <laughs>
0: um, so that's a really interesting book because it's his experience as um, uh, like a psychotherapist, psychologist – through hypnotherapy mm. with someone who has severe anxiety and um, um, anxiety and you know various other things that go along with that, like you know difficulties in life, yeah yeah high anxiety, stress panic, all of that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and no real explanation for it and I mean, you can so read just it.
1: no no traumatic event that started. No, it's or anything. like why
0: why you know, but why can't she do anything in her life without having a panic attack and mm. this and that? Um, I highly suggest you read it. It's very interesting, but ultimately, his finding was that she had had something like eighty something incarnations as a human. Wow. Yeah, and so. She'd been around.
1: So every type of trauma she's experienced it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they go through uh hypnotic regression and she works through uh, a bunch of the traumas that she's encountered where wow. she was, you know, a seventeen year old boy in the Civil War or whatever. I don't remember the specifics, but I mean it was ranging far, far back into time. And oh yeah. Super fascinating, but um, the, just the the idea that she kept coming around mm-hmm. her, she, it, whatever her her soul.
1: Yeah, really, it would be an it because yeah. it's both male and female throughout eternity. Right, right. Yeah,
0: and she she was both male and female multiple yeah. times. And um, what the great thing about her story was that she was able to alleviate her troubles in her present day experience nice. through the therapy that she went through. um, And th- one of the concepts in there was that the, that Dr. Weiss experienced and that mm-hmm. his understanding of what he was being told through her and, and everything was that there's us, the people, mm-hmm. the souls, mm-hmm. all our little individual. We're like, you know, crazy children, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. we come, we come back over and over and, and, um, but there's also like a, a greater consciousness, a, a watcher being type. Okay. So, and Just I.
1: One or several of those like lunch meh. mothers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's open for interpretation, whether you see it as one or multiple. Okay. Um, the way it read in his experience was that it was, it was multiple. Okay. So I don't know if you want to – and this is where, you know, our human experience that causes us, like you were saying, to try to categorize, yeah. delineate, quantify. I mean, our language is a faulty tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but we – it's the only thing we have to – Yeah. And and deal with these things in any sort of uh, relatable way. So um, just thinking of some of those ish beings, Mm -hmm. maybe that's angels, maybe, maybe that's a, a divinity, you know, a deity that. Someone, someone calls God. Someone calls something else. Yeah, you different know? names
1: for for these beings. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I so I feel like, I mean, for me, like religion-wise, you know, I feel like that's just a, a a really shabby tool that we try to use to make sense of all of this stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, and and, and let's be honest, when it comes to religion, I think a lot of the stuff is just different names for the same thing.
0: Oh, totally. I agree. You with know. You. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. mean.
1: But, sorry, continue. And
0: when, and, when we, and when we don't recognize that, that's when we have war. That's yeah. when we have war.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So.
0: Stop doing that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we're a bunch of kids. Yeah. We don't know any better. Exactly. You know? I mean, you s- tell Fling the-
0: and poo. Yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny you mention that. Because, uh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's one of those things where it, try rationalizing with a four-year-old yeah, of yeah. not stealing the crayons from the other kid. Right. That's really all we are. Yeah. Adults are just big kids.
0: And so... We come through our human experience, Mm -hmm. and we're a one-year-old the first time.
1: Yeah. And we're
0: idiots at everything. Okay. And then we go through life, and maybe we're, like, a really terrible person because (laughs) we don't know any better. Nice. And we screw stuff up, and we screw people over, and we screw ourselves, and then we die, and we go, oh... Wow, I really screwed that up. Like, that wasn't how that was supposed to go. Okay, let me try again.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then
0: you get on the roller coaster again. But this time, you know, you hold your head back against the seat. <laughs> you you put your seatbelt on. Yeah. And then, you know, the ride's a little more enjoyable. And maybe yeah. it's cooler. And maybe you have a better experience. And and so there's that, like, soul evolution that happens through all of our passes through this Experience. This,
1: yeah, no, that that makes and that makes sense. So you just keep going on the ride more and more, and you know, oh, duck your head at this point, exactly. Oh, turn yeah. left at this point, yeah. No, that makes sense. That's uh, yeah,
0: don't puke on your neighbor. Don't
1: puke oh. on your neighbor. At least le- <laughs> you know, let them know. But uh, uh, you know, a, a, there was one time because when I first started dating my wife, I was it wasn't that I wasn't open to a lot of this stuff, but I was raised, you know, Roman Catholic. I was very much, you know, this is what it is, and blah right. blah blah blah. And then I got out of that, and. uh she now kind of, you're
0: a heretic.
1: Yes, okay. exactly. You know, so I mean, when the Inquisition <laughs> comes around, I'm going to run full tilt into that. But um, no, I uh, uh, I I was still getting, you know, and I'm still, it's still a learning process. Because again, it all comes back to the whole, we really don't know what's going on. Right. You know, we have good ideas. We have different concepts. Some of them are right. Some of them are wrong. Who's to know, you know, but there was one time where I had a dream that was very, very like, distinct. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, um, I was in a Chinese bathhouse with what I would have presumed was some kind of relative. Mm -hmm. And I woke up and I was like, holy cow, that dream seemed really real. But what was confusing to me was there were Asian soldiers rolling barrels of like gas or something into the bathhouse. And we were all running out and we were like freaking out yeah, and they were killing us. I didn't realize, because I'm, I'm awful with history, I didn't realize that Japan attacked China during World War II and mm. did atrocious things. And I was like, and even from when I was little, I always had this affinity for Chinese culture, you know, Asian, but particularly Chinese culture. We had Chinese neighbors that, when I was very little, they were teaching me Chinese. It was, it was cool. They had a big family. We had a big family. There were nine of us, and there were probably 12 of them there. Yeah. We lived in these duplexes, and we'd have dinner once in a while. Mm-hmm. And when they came over, they had to eat with a fork. We mm-hmm. went over there, we had to eat with chopsticks. Mm-hmm. So, because we'd all laugh at each other. You yeah. know? It was yeah, really yeah. fun, you know? Struggle buzzing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, But their kids, they had two daughters and they were teaching me Chinese and I was picking it up like nothing. Yeah. You know, I was like five years old.
0: Because you knew it before. And
1: that's what I wonder, you know? Mm-hmm. So, all these little pieces come together and I'm like, holy cow. You know? And it's like, and, and another strange story my wife and I, I might have even told you this. My wife and I were walking to this grocery store one time, and this couple with their young yeah, kid, you, you did remember? Tell. the mm-hmm. – Well, for the listeners, we were walking, and all of a sudden, this little kid, straight, clean, you know, straight faced, everything just goes, Hi, Tim. Yep. And I was like, I What? Know
0: you. The fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah. And I just keep walking, and I got this look of like, almost like, What did I just experience? And my uh-huh. wife turns to me, she's like, Who's that? I go, I have no idea.
0: Yeah.
1: And the kid was probably two. You know, and they say a lot of times you carry that with you when you come over and then oh, it yeah. slowly fades away, oh, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm a firm believer, but I got a pretty good idea that I've at least been around once before. Oh yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. and I think, so again, I'm open to that idea. You know, so many people with religion, like you said, we have certain words to put it into context and certain ways to, to define everything. Yeah. You're born and then you die. And if you're a good person, you go to heaven. And if you're a bad person, you go to hell. Right. You know, and that's, you know, I don't think it's that simple. No. So, <laughs> and, and if that's the case, I mean, that speaking from a religious standpoint, wouldn't that put a limitation on the creator?
0: You're right. Think about it. Yeah.
1: You know, that it's that simple. Why would it be? Right. You know, you'd think that if there's, if, if something, you know, speaking from a biblical standpoint, if something wanted us to truly, truly love that thing, you know, why would it punish us if 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 we didn't mm mm-hmm. you know so it's it's just there's a lot of speculation and that's why it's uh you know we don't know until we're dead right and that's the irony of the whole thing yeah that's what i love so
0: so enjoy the ride
1: you got it you got it <laughs> so um yeah, hey, I got to say, this has, been, this has been a very cool conversation. I really love the concept that you get, because I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. That death is, a dif- is different for everybody. I just assumed you die. That's how it is. You break your bone, it heals. You have a heart attack. You get resuscitated. You have, you know, some kind of. You have your tonsils taken out. It's the same for everybody. I just assume death was just another one of those things. Yeah. But yeah, it's given me something to really think about. So, Jill, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, I'm. I'm, uh, I, I really. I learned something today. So that's good. I love that. I like that. I like that. So I appreciate you coming. No problem. Awesome. Awesome. Well, there you have it. That was my conversation with Jill Hector Tarnoff. Uh, Wasn't that a great conversation, though? I mean, she really had some cool things and things that I learned, things that I had never really thought about before. If you want to know more about Jill and follow her on her website, it is JillTarnoffYoga.com. That's Jill T-A-R-N-O-F-F Yoga.com. She also has a Facebook group where she does a daily meditation. I would highly recommend checking that out. Uh, She gets your day started she gets you off and running and she's able to put you in a nice calming mood so until next time have a good day have a good life